Greetings, everyone. This is Eric Stewart from Fishing Fanatics, and I have an awesome guest today, Brendan Chapman, who is the product manager at Do It Molds, and he also fishes some tournaments. And I'm excited to dive into the story with him about how he got into fishing, talk about Do It Molds, and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, how you doing, Brendan? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm uh, excited to get to chat with you a little bit. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with you, too, um, since we first met at ICAST and kind of going down there a little bit. But let's start all the way back at the beginning of your story and tell our listeners a little bit about how you got into fishing in the first place. Yeah, sure. Um, I think myself, like probably many others, I started at a young age with a, with a bobber and a, you know, closed-faced little Zebco combo, right? So um, I'm sure that was my first cast. From what I'm told, I, I was casting at like two or three, um, you know, catching panfish uh, from a boat with grandparents from a very young age. Um, and then that, that really started to quickly segue over to bass, just, uh, the range of techniques, the, the number of ways to catch them, the number of areas and, and, you know, the seasonal migrations that follow them around to me, it was just probably the most gripping species out of all of them. Um, and it's continued to transcend that way in a big way of like tenfold. Now I'm, you know spending way too much time chasing those little things, but, uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. So, um, yeah, I, I've been fishing, you know, my whole life really. Um, and I won't stop till, till I'm done. So, um, so I was very fortunate to somehow, you know, land up, uh, in the fishing industry, um, which I'm very grateful for because I probably wouldn't have a job. I'd be unemployed if I worked or had to work in any other industry. So, this is the only place I, I could have made it, so I'm glad to be here. That is awesome, man. And working in custom baits, too, is so cool. And I just kind of want to dive in. Before you started working with Do It Molds, which you guys got going on there, did you fall in love with, like, custom lures before that, or was that kind of, like, a streamline from your job now? Yeah, so that, that's a great question. Um, it's it's hilarious um, and it's just amazing at the same time how the universe works because I, I grew up five miles north of where I'm sitting uh, pretty much my whole life, lived five miles from where I'm sitting today. And until I started working here, I, I honest to God had no idea what do-it molds were. Um, I, I really didn't. So um, yeah, I'll, to be completely honest, no, I, I didn't have any you know fascination with custom baits. Um, so I, you know, I, I was buying store-bought stuff like most people. Um, I definitely had some custom stuff in my box that maybe I, you know, had a tournament or a local Tuesday night or some, some dude had some jigs, right. And you buy some jigs. So definitely had like a little sweet tooth for it, but like, wasn't opened up to the world of it until I started doing Yeah. Like you weren't in the garage making your own baits before you started there. No, no. Okay. no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but my first day I started here, I, I started pouring tackle. That was uh, that was part of part of the day that day. That literally first day on the job, just started pouring right right to the trench and huh. learn this product, right? So yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. How did um how did you get your job there? Um, so it's crazy. Um, I had a roommate, um, and and lifelong friend too, um, who ended up being my roommate in college for a, a few years, um remained in touch with his instructor at a community college that he transferred in from. And his instructor was in like the natural resources department, but a good friend of his and also an instructor at this community college was a guy um, who taught CNC 
things like that. And uh, my roommate was like, you should, should go apply it, do it molds. And he sent me a text and it was like no capitalization or a hyphen in do it. Yeah. So just picture like do it in a sentence, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, you should work at this fishing company called do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Cause he wasn't capitalizing the D or putting the hyphen in. Yep. Um, anyways, I finally put two and two together, Googled the place. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a fishing company. Called them. And, uh, they're like, come on in. Um, so, so here I am. Uh, and yes, yeah. just cold, called them out of the blue. Yeah, sort of. Um, uh, I, I think I missed part of the story there, but the community college instructor, uh, put out a note saying like, Hey, anybody interested in, uh, like a CNC gotcha. uh, machining position. And I'm like, I, I have no, I, no experience in that whatsoever. Um, was very honest about that when I called them and let them know that I had, I, you know, had been educated, whatever, got done with college, um, was working on my master's degree and had no experience with CNC, but I'm interested in working there in anything you got. And yeah, that's awesome. Knows my way in here. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about doing molds a little bit and, for the people that are listening who might not be aware of what you guys do, explain a little bit about what you guys got going on over there. Sure. Yeah. So Do It Molds, we're a really interesting company and really interesting product line. Um, our finished product, what we make, um, is molds for you to, to then make your own tackle with. So um, whether it's lead or soft bait. Um, we're making molds. So if it's lead, um, you know, a lead mold, a jig or something, um, we'll make the mold for it. We sell the hooks, we sell the fiber guards, the skirts, the paint, everything you need to make your own jig, to make your own drop shot sinker, to make your own downrigger weight for deep sea trolling. I mean, whatever it might be, um, we likely have a mold for it. And same, same thing goes on the soft bait side from little drop shot worm to six inch swim bait you know we've got molds for for all of it pretty cool yeah man it's awesome website and for you guys that haven't already checked it out links in the description definitely check it out see some products that they have over there start customizing some baits too and do real quick do you know the story um behind how they got started and how this whole idea kind of came up a little bit not not well enough to want to go into great detail and, and disrespect the history of do it molds um we don't want that. But, um, from what I understand, uh, and I won't get into names again, uh, but from what I understand, it was a gentleman, um, from Waterloo, Iowa, who originally, uh, had the concept and, and was manufacturing these molds in his basement. Um, I don't know what his process was or even what the materials were. If it's still the same today, I don't know that, but, um, he was making like 10 a year, then 20 a year, then 50 a year. And then it finally became a legitimate business and then it's snowballed into, you know, where we're at today, where we're now distributing all over the world, um, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Shields, you know, at every big box retailer. So pretty crazy, the the evolution um, since 1959. Yeah, it's, that's insane. And I've interviewed a couple companies on this podcast and to hear stories about how companies start kind of in a garage with an idea on how to solve a problem or give some extra value to an industry like fishing is pretty cool to hear. And that's the cool thing about the fishing industry is there's uh, pr pretty much all the innovation starts in a basement or a garage somewhere or in a boat, right? Yeah. It's not like pharmaceuticals or 
anything like that where it's born in a lab like we're we're making stuff in basements that's that's cool absolutely you just it normally starts with the guy with an idea and then you put the concept together and then it kind of snowballs exactly like what you said but um what are few what are a few of the like advantages that people have when they make their own baits right um because fishing a bunch of different bodies of water um you can kind of customize the colors customize the profile a little bit to what specifically hits you um but any other kind of advantages people have making custom baits? Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. That there's a there's a, a saving side, an economic side that way. Um, and remind me, I'll I'll touch on that. But um, you know, as it relates to like bass fishing, competitive fishing in general, uh, whether it's a bass tournament, uh, I don't know, a a bluefin tuna tournament, I'm sure they have those. Um and you know any anything that can uh, give you an advantage on the water, um, you, you should probably consider um, if you're putting your money out there in a tournament setting, right? So um, our products allow the tournament angler to select their own hooks, um, which is a really you know in your jig like that's probably the most important part, right? Um, is having the right hook. So the ability to select your own hook. Um, Every single pour, you know, um, every single jig, you could be prescriptive. You put this hook, you put that hook, right? So having that ability, and then there's uh, for sure benefits to the color customization side, you know, uh, assuring that you're throwing stuff at these fish that only they see when you're there, right? Because it's not available on a shelf anywhere else because you're making it. Um, that can be a big deal. Um so there's a lot of advantages to it, but, but I also talked about, um, the economic side, the, the savings, um, for a lot of people that that's a driver. So like we have an entire other part of our product line that's dedicated to like cat fishing sinkers, right? Like big river sinkers, big bank sinkers, you know, those anglers, those cat fishermen are using our molds for a, a cost savings. You know, they're not probably trying to gain an advantage. They're trying to gain and recoup money, you know, in their wallets. Um, so they can save a ton of money by pouring their own sinkers because they're losing them constantly, right? Yeah. Um, so so that's a huge one. We see a lot of guides, too, um, choose to make their own tackle because they can put the proper hook in. They can put the, the best hook on the market to offer their clients, you know, the best chance at success. And then they can also save money. You know, they got clients in the boat snapping stuff off left and right. Well, they're making it for almost nothing or little to nothing, so it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Business owners and marketing professionals in the Philly area, Bad Rhino takes the overwhelm out of digital marketing. With tailored digital marketing services, from social media management to SEO and PPC advertising, our expert team navigates the complexities of the digital ad space for your business. Let Bad Rhino lead you to success. Visit badrhinoinc.com and let's take your business to new heights. Bad Rhino, we do digital marketing so you don't have to. And the cool thing too, it's it's a different feeling when you make a lure and you catch on that lure. For sure. There, yeah, th there's a rewarding, like it, there's definitely a satisfaction to it. There's no question. Um, and, and it doesn't really ever get old. So that's the best. <laughs> that's the truth, man. That's the truth. So do you know the process of like how you guys kind of develop the molds that you have now? Um, as far as like the manufacturing process or the, the design, prototyping yeah, development. Mm -hmm. prototyping development. Yeah, sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, as far as like our strategy or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I think do it's, uh We're in a very unique place in the market. You know, we kind of have our own little... I don't want to say dark corner, but maybe not as bright corner over here. Um, but, but we love it. You know, there's nowhere else we'd rather be. So um, one unique thing about our business is like we're, we're making molds, right? So you got to be making a mold of something that people want to make. So it's interesting because like you, it, it's difficult to like go super far out there and, and try to be cutting edge because you're making a mold. So like they got to spend a bunch of money to try to make it. And when I say a bunch, I'm talking 50 to a hundred dollars, but right. But it's still more than just trying a pack of worms. Right. So it, you, you can't be super cutting edge all the time. You kind of have to like follow the, the industry norms a little bit, which I personally don't always like, but, and maybe I didn't fully answer your question. I guess I'd. No, it makes sense. I mean, it would be cool to have like this crazy mold, right? I mean, everyone kind of wants the super customized, like crazy design, something a little bit different. The one-offs, like I'm into the swim bait kind of universe scene and I'm buying those kind of baits. And it's cool to see these custom lures that these guys make, the one-offs and people buying them like it's nothing, right? $200 lures here, $200 lures there. But for a company like yours, I could see how you kind of have to stay with the status quo a little bit. Um, have your scent you know, molds, have your kind of crawl molds and all that kind of stuff or practical. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know what, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of fishing industry companies that aren't in the custom tackle market or on like the ordinary soft bait or hard bait market that don't do any cutting edge stuff either. And, you know, instead, uh, stick with the industry norms and just, I don't want to say knock stuff off, but intentionally make things as close as they can. Um, I mean, if I was at, if I was at, you know, that table, I'd, I'd probably do things differently, but that is one thing that's a little different about this company is we are sort of beholden to what's out there on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really put anything out there too fringy, like I said. Nah, absolutely. I mean, if it catches fish, it catches fish, right? I mean, that's it's right. like the, everyone kind of laughed at the Sanko when it first came out because it was kind of molded after a pen, I believe was kind of the story. That's, that's correct. And yep, that's correct. Heck, it, it, co- it catches fish. I ca- caught one up pretty good last night. And so it's just nice, yeah. nice man. Yeah, I got buddies who like literally only throw sankos. That's it. Like nothing. I, I mean, if you gave me one bait, it'd be hard to go with anything else. If I'm being honest, it is the true fish catcher. But um, people just starting out with kind of making their own lures. Do you have any tips on like how people can get started making lures? Yeah. Yep. So we have, uh, we realized that our product offering, it's, it's a little bit technical. Um, and there's, it, it's a lot of information to try to absorb. So, um, what we've done is we put together a video series, um, that is, uh, viewable on our website. It's called the, how we do it video series. And it's like 65 six to 70 videos, um, of just full, uh, information A to Z. Uh, we have versions that are available in like 30 second to two minute clips for like quick solutions. Like if you're just getting started, you get your stuff out, you're not having any success, quick solutions. Right. And then we've got, uh, A to Z videos that may be 15 minutes long and it'll show you the whole process. Um, with that, we have kits, um, available. So we have, um, 
kits on our lead and soft bait side that'll essentially come with everything that you need to get started um and those are also available on our website doitbowls.com um so what we've done is tried to make it really simple uh or as simple as possible because it isn't simple um really make it as simple as possible to try to get into this give you some information uh see if it's something that you're interested in and then we've got kit solutions with nice discounts ready to go for you if it's something you're interested in i love it i mean as a marketing side of it you kind of have to educate the public about how to use your products especially with something sure. like making your own baits too yeah none of it's intuitive i mean there's you don't grow up unless you're you know in a weird household an awesome one though um unless you grow up with with uh you know somebody in your household that's foreign tackle like you have, it's completely foreign there's no information uh out there on it so yeah that's that's our job to provide that and uh make it as simple as possible so absolutely so let's talk about your fishing career and kind of what you got going on i know you you had a couple night tournaments um earlier this week fishing and um you fish bass tournaments walleye tournaments and all that kind of stuff um so talk to me a little bit about that like how does that kind of work do you fish bass tournaments a certain time of year walleye tournaments another time of the year does it kind of help you target one or the other um when you're fishing these different tournaments or Sure. Yeah. So, so on the walleye side, uh, just, I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I, I only fish maybe a handful of walleye tournaments a year, but I do fish walleye, um, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, um, a little bit in South Dakota or, or have, um, in the past quite a bit. Um, you know, I, I, I like to stay sharp by fishing walleye in the colder months in the Midwest. Um, our bass fishing around here just gets like miserably tough, like to the point where you're like, if you catch one a day, like that was a good afternoon or something. And then it's like, all right, I'm done, you know? Um, cause then you can go chase walleye that get to be, you know, 10 to 15 pounds is a great walleye. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at one right now on my desk, that's almost 15 pounds. And like, I, I caught that late November and that day I probably could have gone bass fishing and I probably wouldn't have caught one, you know? So, uh, it's a great way to keep the rust off. It's a great way to stay sharp with a spinning rod. Um, it's a great way to remind to stay patient, um, because they are, uh, a super finicky fish. They really are. Um, but as far as the walleye tournaments go, yeah, I only do a handful a year. Generally, I kind of cherry pick the ones that I want to jump in with a, with a friend or something, um, and just try to go out and be competitive. And, and we are, um, and then on the bass side, um, uh, my fish, all over the state of Iowa, uh, which you kind of have to in this state because we've only got lakes like every 500, 600 miles, it seems like. So you have to naturally fish all over the state. But my uh, my home turf, my home water would be the Mississippi River. Um, that's where I do most of my, my tournaments um, in general. Nice. Yeah, I was looking at a map before we jumped on this podcast and kind of your area out there. And it is, it, it reminds me a lot of like kind of the Philadelphia area where it's Sure. You got to drive a little bit for these lakes. You're going on a hike. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, to, to, honestly, to get to like good, good fishing, you're you're driving an hour and a half from from right here. Um, we've got good fishing if you know where to look for it. Um, and then the Mississippi River, like, it's not any place that you know if you, if you want to go try to break your your personal best or catch the biggest five fish limit you've ever caught like stay away from the mississippi river but if you if you want to go catch 15 to 18 pounds and in the fall you can catch 
uh, you know, 18 to 20 fairly consistently if, if you know where to look. Um, and, and it's just complete madness. Like the fish are the most aggressive fish on the planet. You've probably seen some Bassmaster coverage. Um, the frog in that goes down in lacrosse, which is just a couple pulls up for me. Um, it's insane. So it is a really fun, cool place to fish. Nah, absolutely. Got to take a trip out there to the Mississippi one day. That's one of the spots. Um, just got done a trip up to the St. Lawrence, which was insane. And then I think I'm going down to Norman too later on this year. So should be cool. Got a couple of trips. If you're ever out here, you, you give me a buzz. We'll go catch them absolutely. all the river. Sounds good. I can use any tips out on the water as possible, which is kind of, it's funny. That's kind of like why I developed this podcast. It's a little selfish reason to get some more tips sure. on how to catch fish, but that's awesome. Let's, um, let's wrap it up here. I always like asking everyone about their uh, PB largemouth, PB smallmouth. And then for you, I'd love to hear about your PB walleye too. Oh, okay. Great. Um, my personal sort of large mouth. I don't have a spotted bass. Actually, fun fact, to my knowledge, I've never caught a spot. To my knowledge. Most of my fishing has been like north or extreme south. Gotcha. And then I've never really spent a lot of time in like that mid spot range where it goes down. But um anyways, personal best largemouth. I've got a nine five five from Texas. Um my personal best smallmouth is a six twelve from Sturgeon Bay. Nice. So I, I got a big, big smallie, almost a seven pounder. Um, my personal best walleye is fourteen point eight. And is that what you got? You got mounted in your office there? I do. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool, yeah. man. Very cool. Cool. Well, um, I'll give you the floor here. Shout out any social medias that you have. Um, do it mold's website. Do it mold social media too. Um, and I'll link them all in the description too. So. Okay. Cool. I will shout out do it first because. I'm boring, so if we'll talk about do it. Uh do it is doitmolds.com. Uh you can find us on social media, all things do it molds. Um, just across the board, we're just do it molds. Um, and then my socials, if for some reason you're interested in seeing what I got going on in my life, I'm just Brennan Chapman uh on socials as well. So huh. keep it simple, right? Cool. I like it, man. Cool. I well, I appreciate you jumping on this podcast with me. Good luck in your night tournaments that I know you're fishing and to the walleye tournaments too. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yep. You just listened to the Fishing Fanatics podcast with your host, Eric Stewart. Feel free to check out our other podcasts and our other interviews on our channel on Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Check out our Instagram page, TikTok, and Facebook as well. 